viewers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Oh, Ryan, it has been so rough lately. I feel like we don't <laughs> it's do been... this anymore. Like we like to. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a little time. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But how are you? And what have you been playing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I am enjoying the cool weather. I am enjoying this relaxing, chill Sunday. Hmm. Um, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. And as far as I've been playing, um, a handful of things. Um, I picked up Moonlighter on Switch, which is like a fun little. You go into a dungeon and you gather things. And then you have a little shop and you sell them at your shop, and you can use that money to buy upgrade your shop, get ah. new shops in the town, or get new gear for yourself so you can go farther and farther into the dungeon. It's like a really perfect little Switch game um, that is just fun to kind of goober around with a little bit. Um, I've been playing Inscription. Actually, I just finished Inscription yesterday, which is a game that I absolutely loved, and it is so wild and interesting. And I, I don't want to say too much about it because the more you say about that game, the less you're able to appreciate it because it goes in some really wild places. Um, but I, I really enjoyed Inscription a lot. Me and my partner have been playing It Takes Two, uh, which is a very wild game that has some very fun mechanics and very problematic um, characters and themes. Um, there is a very particular scene which like makes me never want to have any person under the age of 18 play this game where you're like <laughs> ripping apart a stuffed animal that begs you to stop that's really problematic and terrible oh. and it's really gross um and it, you're doing it to make your child cry it's a whole thing what um yeah okay. <laughs> it's very bad okay um uh, oh i've been playing uh happy home academy which is a really wonderful time um i got to the where you where you make the restaurant and i could not figure out how i want to make my restaurant so i've been like frozen paralyzed with um, <laughs> indifference to try and figure out how to decorate the restaurant but i'm really loving it's been such a wonderful time to go back and get to decorate things and yeah. then a little bit more of age of empires 4 here and there when i have the time but eric how yeah. are you and what are you been playing i'm good i'm also enjoying my sunday i feel like this weekend's flown by unfortunately yeah after a long week at work you're just like i spent like equal amount of time over a weekend which obviously is not going to happen <laughs> five days yeah. compared to two days but other than that though, i'm good uh in terms of what i've been playing i've also been playing uh animal crossing happy home dlc whatever um and really liking it i'm not as far as you i haven't been able to do the restaurant yet uh, i did my 10th vacation home like yesterday or something like that but i keep inviting inviting like villagers on my island to go so i just totally bypass <laughs> all the other <laughs> villagers uh that's just like there on the island chilling um but I love it. It's so much fun. I never like enjoyed decorating too, like the homes too much in Animal Crossing. There's never my like. There's always decorating the island itself as like my, my main grab. But I've really gotten to enjoy decorating homes more because of this DLC. I think it's allowed me to enjoy it more. So it's fun. Um, I also have been playing Death's Door, which I love. It's so good. I waited for it to come out on the Switch, and I'm so happy that I did because I feel like it's like a perfect Switch game. It's so much fun. The story is very simplistic. The gameplay is really simplistic, but it scratches that Zelda itch that I always have. Um, but it's in a really fun way. And like sometimes it's really dark and sometimes it's really cute. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I also randomly downloaded League of Legends Wild Rift, which for those of you who don't know, it's just League of Legends, but on your cell phone. Um, because I, just, I don't know why. Something about it. I, I went back to look at the art because I love the artwork for League of Legends characters. I just, I always look at it every now and then. I'm like, God, it's so well done. And I had the 
just I was like, yeah, we'll try. It. I'll download it. I've been enjoying it like crazy. It's been like, the matches feel like shorter than usual. They don't, but then again, I'm playing against robots. So I don't like playing against humans because humans are mean. So you know, it's just a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And then of course, Metroid Dread, which I didn't know if I should put on this list because I am playing it still. But man, am I just stuck on it? I just cannot. <laughs> I don't know what to do, and I'm like, it's yeah. driving me crazy. So I get a little frustrated with that, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I won't be playing that for a little bit. But yeah. Anyway, that is what I've been playing. Uh, Storygoers, we hope that you're doing well, and we hope that you enjoyed our last episode, which, which is our bedtime story, our Animal Crossing bedtime stories. Hopefully, it wasn't too much too fast. I just had a lot of inspiration for wanting to do that. I thought it was kind of the perfect timing. Um, and hopefully, people enjoyed the ending, because I thought it was really sweet. <laughs> it never actually happened in the game, but whatever. Ryan, were you able to listen to it by chance? I listened to the first one. I wasn't able to listen to the oh, okay. I, I actually just, because you were talking about the new music, I checked out the new music. Is the new music in the second one or in the first one? In the second one. Yeah, I, I just checked out the second one so I could listen to the new music um, while I was stepping away, and it sounded very good. Yeah, um, very good. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to the second one yet. Yeah, for, those, for those of you who are ever curious, if you're looking for uh, just nice melodies, someone who's really good at creating music, there is someone on Fiverr named W. Kitchener, and he's fantastic. He's done all the music for our show. And he's just such a such a cool guy. He's really really nice, um, and he just does really good work. So I highly recommend him. He's great. Um, so yeah, but hopefully you enjoyed those. Hopefully they were good. Um, and if you are, I mean, we always see people downloading them every day. So I mean, actually, our Spotify Wrapped came out for Tales, and it says the most popular time that people listen to us is between five p.m. to eleven p.m. or something like that, oh. um, which makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> yeah, that perfect bedtime time. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. we've had a lot of downloads in in some pretty crazy places. We've had a significant number of downloads in Japan recently, which is like blowing my mind that someone in Japan is listening to us. Like, wow, it's so cool. So thank you, everybody that's listening. Thank you to all storygoers around the world. It's, I think it. it our story, our uh, Spotify wrapped was pretty cool, and it just made us feel, made me feel really appreciated. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. So, um, but that's always story goers. You can let us know how you feel about all the games or stories or whatever we cover on the show by emailing us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on our social media and, uh, oh, I was going to say our social media and Instagram, but I meant Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and uh, you can email us or you can DM us or comment on our post. Let us know what you think about the show. And we'll happily read those on the show. You can also earn yourself a sweet Tales from the Cartridge sticker if you do so. It's great. You put it on everything. Put it on your forehead. Put it on your laptop. Put it on your water bottle. Put it on your local Starbucks. It goes everywhere. It looks great. I just got a tattoo the other day, and I put my water bottle on the counter when I was paying for my tattoo. And the tattoo artist said, Tales from the Cartridge, is that like a, a Mario thing? Because the letters look like Mario. And I was like, kind of. <laughs> it's my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. My point is it looks great everywhere. Everyone's going to ask about good. it, even your tattoo it looks artist. Good. So. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's a lot talking of buzz about it. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Today is it's December. And as we all know yep. in the video game industry, it is that special time of year. Where we all get together and talk about what the heck is the game of the year Fight and why the the year. <laughs> why I'm right and why you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but here at Tales among gamers, yeah, 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 and we're all passionate. But thankfully at Tales, I think we're pretty good about sharing our perspectives and being able to d- agree to disagree. You know, share it without criticism. No one's wrong. No one's essentially right either. It's just what we, we feels right. So if that makes sense, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> 
Our plan for today, actually, right, you want to run us down by our, for our plan so I can stop talking so yeah. much? Yeah, correct <laughs> cool. me if Thanks. I'm wrong, Eric, if you yeah. in first here. So our plan today is we're going to go over the games that we've played this year, talk about the things we enjoyed, talk about all the wonderful stories and games that we engaged with this year. We're going to then jump into looking at the Game Awards and looking at all of the awards that are going to be at the Game Awards, and then Eric and I both have separate lists where we mm-hmm. picked winners in these categories, and then we're going to share... The winners of those categories, and we'll kind of have a back and forth about why and, and what we're thinking about that. And at the very end, we're going to talk about what announcements we think are going to happen at the Game Awards because it has become a time honored tradition to announce new games and announce new game related media at the Game Awards. And um, rumors are this is going to be a really big year. So yeah. we have some some announcements there. Did I miss, did I miss anything there? No, you, that was perfect. I'm glad I asked you because you did a much better job than I think I probably would have. So that was great. That was absolutely great. So Ryan, your list is very impressive. I feel like it's much better than my list. <laughs> uh, there, no one list is better than another list. It's uh, okay. okay. You're very nice. <laughs> um, do you want to run us? Do you like by fives? So I'll go by fives. So we'll take turns. Yeah, we'll go fifth. by fives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the top of my list. No, okay. They're they're all they're all random there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So my top five on my list right now, and these are not you know ranked or anyway. These are just we yeah. kind of looked at all of the games that we've played this year and put them in a massive list. So there's no kind of one higher than the other. We can talk about our game of the year if you want at the end of this list. But yeah, as right, this is just the games we played this year. Uh, Inscription, Valheim, Humankind, Age of Empires 4, and It Takes Two. Um, almost all of them are on PC, except It Takes Two is uh, oh. played out. I'm playing on PS5 with my partner. Mm. Um, so Inscription is a strategy card game. Valheim is a survival Viking experience. Humankind is like a Civ type game. And then Age of Empires 4 is obviously a real-time strategy game. Inscription is the one that's a spooky card game, right? Yes. Yeah, so it is a spooky card game. Yeah. the uh, It is a game where I do not want to say too much because it takes... Uh-huh some big twists and turns if you play the other games by this um developer because it's a it is a team but it's it's a kind of a one guy led experience if you play other stuff by this developer you know he makes some weird interesting stuff he made a game called the hex and pony island some i think it's called pony island um these very weird interesting games and inscription is that but obviously they got the budget from devolver to make it this bigger incredible experience but yeah the the it is the spooky game in the cabin I don't want to say cool. more than that, but yes. Okay. What is really cool about this game, and you'll get this right away, is it is a, a card game similar to like Slay the Spire, where you're like mm-hmm. building a deck and you're going through. But you can also get up off the table and walk around, and there's like escape room elements to the room you're in, and you can like ah. solve puzzles in the room that then add stuff to your deck. Or you can solve puzzles in the room that helps you get far progress the story in a different way than when you're playing the card game. In a really cool and interesting way, and then there's also some other other stuff there that's just really incredible and really interesting that um, i cannot wait to talk more about this game as more folks play it because i mean it's been out for i think just over a month so it's it's Mm -hmm. really new but i keep hearing about it yeah 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 is it only on some of the it is only on pc currently it would be a really great game on switch if it ever gets there Mm -hmm. um but this um published red developer uh devolver um maybe it will yeah, um, but traditionally the the uh, I can't think of his name. I think it's like Daniel Mullen or something like that. He's the the developer. Um, traditionally, his games don't go don't leave PC. Um, his other game is the Hex. Um, did I say that? That sounds right? familiar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a game where you like you have six main characters from other video games in a tavern. And there's been a murder, and you have to salt figure out who the, did the murder by like playing a first person shooter, by playing a platformer, by playing these other games oh, wow. and getting their perspectives. So then you can figure out who the murderer is. Which is That's really so. Cool. That'd be a great sales <laughs> episode. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Very right, cool. Yeah. Um, my first five are Apex Legends, 
Road 96, Deathloop, Avengers, and Guilty Gear Strive. Um, and honestly, like, as I'm going through this list right now, like, Apex was like, I, I played in the beginning of the year mostly. I haven't really touched it on quite a while. Um, Road 96 is great, but the graphics really held it back, I feel like, in a weird way. I know graphics shouldn't ever hold a game back necessarily, but at the same time, something about it was just kind of jarring. Deathloop was fantastic. Avengers, I had fun with you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, we, had yeah. fun. we haven't I, gone back since they've done Wakanda and Spider-Man, which we need to. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> I think the story, just the beginning of the story, really dragged me down. I really should have yeah. forced myself to complete it, but I just never did. And then Guilty Gear Strive. I don't know about anyone else. I'm very curious. I... I love fighting games, but when I get the fighting game finally and I play it, I get so disheartened by how bad I am at fighting games that I just <laughs> typically just don't go back to them. So I just pay this money for this game. I, I play for like probably a month and then I'm like, all right. So yeah. Anyway, I'm curious if anyone else thinks that. <laughs> Ryan, what's your next five? Uh, my next five are Destiny, Season 14 and 15, Season of the Splicer and Season of the Lost, which is the most recent. These are just a that are going to be ending in February. I've played a ton of Destiny this year, and actually they're just getting ready to announce the um, Triumphs, which is where you do a bunch of stuff to get a t-shirt, which mm. I'm very excited about to get oh. my t-shirt this year. Um, Astro's Playroom, which is a game that came shipped with the PS5, which is a game that I really was like a really cool way to explore what a PS5 can do. Did that come out this year? Yeah. Uh, did yeah, that come out? Last that year? Came out when? That came out last year, yeah, because PS5 shipped with that. Okay, yeah. ignore Astros. Nah, <laughs> uh, Deathloop, a really phenomenal uh, game by the folks at Arcane. Mm-hmm. Um, Forgotten City, which is like a, a murder mystery type game where you have to, you know, solve. There's, I think I talked about this a little bit in the past. There's like a golden rule. Somebody's going to break it. You have to figure it out. And when you die, you loop it oh, again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tribes of Midgar, which is by the folks over at Gearbox. I believe that they published it or developed oh. it. Where really? it's like a survival game where you are, are a bunch of Vikings. I played this with our friend Dave a bunch, and then Marvel's mm. Avengers. Um, what did you talk a little bit about? Yeah, we've talked about it. Which, I mean, it was fun. Marvel's Avengers was fun it was very playing fun, it together. Yeah. I don't think I ever would play by myself, but I think playing it yeah. together was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to, I'd be excited to play some more of that sometime. Yeah. Uh, my next five are Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, which man, I actually had a lot of, for my first, like, I, I played the, the remake Ratchet and Clank. I think I've talked about that on the show before, but the Rift Apart was just absolutely fantastic. It, like, blew my mind. Uh, Returnal, again, which is another great one. Uh, new Pokemon Snap, which, like, my, my 10 year old self, or however old I was when I played the original <laughs> Pokemon Snap, was so happy playing this game again. No More Heroes 3, um, which just was a bizarre, crazy, whacked out game, which is what it should be, and it was great. And then, of course, I don't know if I should even include this one, but I am, but it's uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword remake for the Switch, which is a game that came out forever ago, like 2011, I think, or something like that. But, I mean, it was re-released. I'm going to count it because <laughs> my list was yeah, small. Yeah, <laughs> and without having to use the motion controls, I've heard it's a pretty different experience. It is. It's. I think it's better. I like. It. I personally like it better. Yeah, I think it's held me back from enjoying it. I mean, like the game. I like the game itself. I like the story a lot. But yeah, the the gameplay is something I just wasn't super jabbing with. Same with um, Twilight Princess. It was the same kind of thing. Great story, a lot of fun, but the motion controls were just kind of weird for me. So yeah. Right. What is your next um, five? My next five is Biomutant, which is like an RPG game in this like post-apocalyptic world where you play this like animal. Um, it's it's a really interesting game. It, it is a game that was had a really cool premise, um, but the gameplay got got old pretty quick, and it was a big open world that felt kind of empty. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is a game that I loved and had so much fun with, um, and I, I love that series and that game. 
Outriders, which is a game that has recently got an update that I haven't gone back and checked, but that was a game that came out this year that I played with our friend Dave, which is like a a, um, a shooter game um, where you have all these kind of wild powers. Um, mm-hmm. Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was the oh, Assassin's Creed um, from this year. Uh, I believe it was this year. Um, yeah. Our... yeah. February, right? I believe February. Was it? Probably. No, I don't know. I thought maybe no- November popped in my head <coughs> for some reason. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong there. Eric's, Eric's quickly fact checking me. I am. Hold on one second. It came out November 10th, 2020. Yeah. No, get out of here, Paul. <laughs> get on this list. Two. Two of my on this list were illegal entries. It's kind um, of hard nowadays, I feel like. It's hard to, to keep track because yeah. a lot of games get re-released or put back on new consoles. Like It's been a weird year because of the PS5. Or we play uh, them late because we're old people with not any time. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true, too. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home, which I've loved and enjoyed to go back yeah. to, like I said. Pokemon Unite, which was really fun when we and our group of friends all played it together. That was yeah. such a great time to, to jump back into a mobile for a while. Um, and then my back. Yeah, yeah, because they're adding more stuff. And then my last two are... Uh, oh, my last is just Metroid Dread, which would be number six, but I don't have any after that. So Metroid Dread, which... Is a, is a really great, wonderful game as well. But again, like you, I got stuck at a boss, um, or I got stuck somewhere in the game and have not gone back um, yeah. to, to finish it. I got it. Yeah, that's that's the hard part about that's the hard part about Metroid games is that it's just when you get lost or you don't know what to do next, it is so hard to figure out because like it's yeah. just so. And I like I like find this spot on the map like oh my god that's it that's where I need to go like it makes sense and I get there and I'm realizing that I didn't look at the map right and it happens so often and I get stuck <laughs> and I get mad and I'm like well whatever I'll just play Death's Door then you know like it's just like yeah right anger inducing. Uh, my last ones on my list are Pokemon Unite and again I love I'm bad at mobas but I enjoy them a lot like the League of Legends. Um, and so Pokemon MOBA is, is just like totally in my wheelhouse. Like it was a lot of fun. I, I kind of want to go back. I keep meaning to play with our friend group who are still playing. You know, yeah. some of our friends are still playing. I just need to go back and play too. Death Store, which I'm playing right now and I'm loving it. It scratches that Zelda itch like none other than a Zelda game, I guess. Uh, but it's a <laughs> lot of fun. It's really good. League of Legends Wild Rift, which I talked about already. Metroid Dread, which I talked about with you just now. And then, of course, Happy Home. Animal Crossing Happy Home, which I really feel like is just a whole new game. You know, a whole new Animal Crossing experience. And it's just done so well. It's just so much fun. It's very... What I love about Animal Crossing games, it's just, just so just relaxing. You know, it's so chill. And it's funny because, like, I work in a crisis unit with kids. And a lot of the kids, you know, come through play video games and such. And I always try to bring up Animal Crossing. And a lot of times I find that the kids aren't really playing Animal Crossing. Like, they don't really care about it. And it's more of the staff I work with that are playing Animal Crossing and playing Happy Home. <laughs> like it's, I, I, <laughs> Yeah, it's more of adults who are playing this game around, at least around me, than it actually is the kids who it's probably marketed more towards. So it's just funny how that works. I think, like, it's really telling how we kind of need more just relaxing, like, stuff to do. And Animal Crossing is fantastic for that so um so yeah that is my list i I feel like it's always crazy to me and i'm curious other people think like when i make my lists for every year for the games i've played it's always way smaller than i anticipate like i always feel like it should be like just massive and it's always smaller (laughs) and i'm sure it'll get smaller and smaller as i get more responsibility you know with growing up excuse me and all that good stuff but anyway not to go down a depressing rabbit hole but we are going to (laughs) focus now on the Game of the Year Awards nominees, Ryan and I, as Ryan has said earlier, have made separate lists and have picked our winners. We also might just also we'll give our like opinions on who we think should win each category. We might throw in our own picks as well yeah. with our choices. So yeah, I um, about that. should we 
Well, actually, I don't know. Should we do start game of the year first, or should we kind of just do that last with oh. the most anticipated? Yeah, let's save that with most anticipated at the end. I feel fine with that. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll get rid of we'll put that at the very end of the document, and then we will. Uh, so I'll I'll do. How do you want to do um, game of the year the most anticipated? Or vice yeah, we'll do those at the end. No, we can do game of the year most anticipated because at yeah. least for me, anticipated means upcoming game of the year is looking at the past here, anticipated is looking at the future, which I feel yeah. Like. Chronically, that feels better to my brain. That feels better to me, too. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess we will start with best game direction. And we kind of took that as, like, the way the game is structured in terms of the direction in which the story is done and gameplay elements and all that good stuff. Um, so the nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and then Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ryan, since I read the nominations, would you like to go first with what you think is best game direction because I am having an existential crisis <laughs> of the choice I have, and I'm going back and forth in my mind right now. Yeah, um, I'm happy to. I will say just for um, transit uh, transparency, I have only played three of these five games. Mm. I have not played Psychonauts or Returnal. Um, of the other three, I love Ratchet and Clank so much, but I think it's going to be Deathloop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a game that just as a whole experience. I was so much more, I, I, I was really engaged with, I loved the moment to moment. I loved the kind of seeing how it was going to play out. I, I really loved Deathloop as as a game, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they go more with that franchise, and where they go more with those characters and experiences. Ratchet and Clank, I'm excited for that too, but I think Deathloop was, was a game that um, I, think, I think did it more for me. What about you? What are your, what are your, your thoughts here? Yeah, so you've, you've played Returnal, and um, I think that was a game you really enjoyed. So. I did, yeah. I played, I, so I played Deathloop, I played Returnal, and I played Ratchet and Clank. I did not play Psychonauts or It Takes Two. I have It Takes Two, but I realized I needed another controller. So it's just sitting on my PlayStation. I need to get a <laughs> controller. Um, but uh, I was back and forth. Cause, so Deathloop, Returnal, and Ratchet and Clank have, all have fantastic game directions. But I think my gut feeling was actually ratchet and clank rift apart okay. i yeah. loved yeah. i think so what deathloop and returnal did so well was the kind of the kind of reversing back in time mechanic and starting fresh and you know kind of like a, a roguelike situation which i think returnal is roguelike but deathloop's not essentially um i don't think it's classified as a, as a roguelike but why I picked Ratchet and Clank is I just found it was so fun that you're going through all these different dimensions, all these different things are happening in real time. And I think it just kind of made the direction really fun for Ratchet and Clank. It took a game that was already fun and made it more fun in a new way. And I think that that direction really helped the game. It really sold the game for me. And I had a lot of fun with it. So I feel like it's almost sacrilegious to say it's not Deathloop. I think Returnal is great, but I just didn't offer as much as as much impressive direction as Deathloop did, but I think Ratchet and Clank takes it for me. So, okay. yeah, right. yeah. All right, next one is best ongoing. So the nominees are Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy fourteen Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Eric, I have not played any of these games. Um, (laughs) So for me, like my best ongoing game would be probably Destiny 2 um, as a live service game that I've I've been playing for years and years and years and will continue to be playing. So unfortunately, I I don't, none of these games I have played. Um, I know you and friends have played Apex a bunch, Call of Duty Wars, and I have no interest in I've heard a lot of really incredible things about Final Fantasy XIV. I'm just not a big Final Fantasy person. 
Um, the only Fortnite I've played is back in the day when there was a single player campaign, <laughs> and I played none of Genshin Impact. <laughs> I picked Apex just because that's the only game I've played yeah. as well. Though I've heard that Final Fantasy XIV is are, is just doing amazing things. Like it's crazy how yeah. popular it is right now, which is great. Good for them. Like I did not expect that to happen with Final Fantasy XIV online. So very cool. And it still blows my mind how popular Fortnite is. Like spoiler alert, as I just read this article about the end of the newest season. For Fortnite, so if you don't want to know what happens and you're part of that community, and so just skip ahead a little bit, but they just introduced The Rock into the game. Like, The Rock is a character <laughs> <Yes>. now, <laughs> and now Spider Man's in it for the new season, for season three. So, like, it's just a game. So, but it blows my mind. So, like, I just don't understand the. I get why they bring these characters in, right? They're popular characters. They're going to sell skins. Like, it makes total sense. But, like, they just include, like, included Naruto, right? Is a ninja in, this, uh, in a world that does not have guns. But you just see Naruto running around with, like, AK-47 in his hand shooting people down. Yeah. And the same thing with, like, Marvel characters. Like, Captain America's running around with a gun, which he has done in the comics, too. But it's just weird because they're basing off the Marvel movies, Captain America, it seems like, and he's just running around with a gun shooting people. Or Spider-Man's going to be running around with a gun shooting people. And it's just, like, <laughs> it just feels so weird and, like, out of place. So yeah. I almost, like, Fortnite's going in the wrong direction. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, to me, it doesn't seem great. Like, you're just bringing these skins for, for skin's sake rather than embracing what the character is. I think it could be way better than what it is. Like, can you imagine Spider-Man swinging around Fortnite Island or whatever the heck it's called? And, like... That'd be so cool. Like, it needs to stop people from shooting at him. Like, he gets to stop. Like, that would be amazing. Granted, it'd be very hard to probably make that. But it'd be worth it. I'm sure bring people in and people would play it. So, but yeah. Anyway, long story short, Apex Legends. <laughs> it's the only game I played. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you want to read us uh, the best narrative? I would love to. Uh, best narrative. Uh, the nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. I'm sure it's take, it takes two for you, Ryan, right? Best narrative, I'm sure. Certainly. certainly. <laughs> oh, man. That, that, that game has a, a bad narrative with bad messages and bad things. That's rough. Um, that is encouraging. Like, the, the premise of the game, if if you don't know, mm. and I, I do not have to go on it and takes two rants. <laughs> um, you can cut this, Eric, if it goes on too long. Okay. But the premise of this game is that you there are you are, there are these two people. And they're not getting along and they want to get a divorce. They want to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Their young daughter overhears them wanting to get a divorce. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything beyond the end, intro. Overhears them wanting a divorce and she cries onto a book. And that book comes to life and turns their mom and dad into these like tiny... Dad is a tiny person made of clay. Mom is a tiny doll made of wood. Um, and now they have to work together to get through all these weird fantastical situations in order to turn back into their selves. Um, and the start of the game, you're like in a garage and then you get into the house and you go into your daughter's room. And then you, you, after you get through that first section, then you're like delving into, Hey, let's learn about your partner's passions and help them with that. Hey, let's figure out how we can work together. And in a way that is like, I can see what they're trying to do, but it is like the characters are all kind of just mean to each other. Um, the, the book is very annoying and um, (laughs) kind of problematic and, like, there's some, like, really bad, uh, like like I mentioned earlier, the part where you have to, like, rip a stuffed animal apart as it's begging you not to to make your daughter cry, which yes. just feels, like, so gross and problematic. Yeah. And then there are other, other stuff like that where, like, you're murdering a vacuum in, like, a really gruesome way as it, again, is, like, saying, no, please, please stop, no, it, it just does not feel good. 
Um, moment to moment, the experience is fun to play with another person, but the story and the characters are bad and terrible. I haven't finished it. Maybe it'll do a 180, <laughs> and everything will finish really great, and they'll be punished for their crimes, mm. but I think in the end, they're going to end up like, you know what, actually, maybe we should be together after getting through this experience, and let's forget about the trauma we put our daughter through. We're both awful like... people. We should be together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, was the, Who knows? was the bear and vacuum cleaner, like, quote-unquote, like, evil? Were they bad guys? Like... So, the ba- the the stuffed animal is a was not evil. Was actually like a, a your daughter's favorite toy. The reason you're destroying it is to make your daughter cry. It is like the, this it, when you first greet it, it, it says, "I'm so glad to meet you. Can I invite you for tea?" And then you chase her into a claw machine, and we are spo- I you chase her into a claw machine, <laughs> pull enough. her out of the claw machine, and then as she's running away, you're like pulling on her and her leg rips off and, and stuffing comes out what? and then she's running away again her ear gets caught on attack and you rip her ear off and then you throw her off the um top of a dresser where she falls to the ground your daughter hears it goes over picks it up and starts crying and the two dolls are dancing underneath their daughter's tears hoping excited oh. to turn back and then they don't turn back it's a whole thing so it was all wow. it was it's like kind of like traumatic uh oh in a way that God. it's like Really bad, yeah. And the vacuum wasn't necessarily evil. It was just like the vacuum was put in the garage because one of the characters didn't take care of it and was like, "You need to take care of me. Why don't you finish things?" And then they like made the vacuum suck its own eyes out, and it was like kind of gruesome and terrible. Well, um, this is insane. It literally, it's absolutely insane. Literally, it's insane. absolutely insane. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Came from the mind of an insane person. I guess so. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Anyway, so that's that's my <laughs> it takes two rant. Why it should not be the best. Narrative. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Ryan, which one do you think should be the best narrative? Um, of these, I have only played it takes two and Death Loop, mm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to have to give it to Deathloop, yeah. um, because between It Takes Two and Deathloop, I've heard really good things about Life is Strange, I've heard really good things about Guardians of the Galaxy, I've heard really great things about Psychonauts, I just haven't played them, um, yeah. so I think I have to give it to Deathloop. I'm in the same boat as you, I've only played Deathloop, so I have to pick Deathloop. I think I probably, I don't want to say I probably would regardless, I just think Deathloop did such a great job with this narrative, yeah. it made it fun and interesting, even though you're kind of reliving these the same day over and over and over again, like that's what made it fun. Um because like when you do different things, different things happen in the narrative. Obviously, that sounds stupid to say out loud. But like when you relive the same day over and over again, you know it's very repetitive until you do something new and like wow, this is a whole new thing that's happening. Like you, it's really fun. Like you're cre- you're creating a story that's essentially the same thing over and over and over again. That's like I don't know. Not, I'm not doing it just I'm not doing it justice right now by explaining it this way. But I just really enjoyed Deathloop's narrative. I think yeah. Life is Strange always has a really cool narrative. I think that it could definitely be one that it could definitely win. Um, and also Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, it sounds like it's doing, it, it sounds like it's a great game. Like it does it, it's such a better job than Marvel's Avengers did. Um, and it sounds like people are really loving it. I know there's a lot of passionate Psychonauts 2 fans out there. Um, I just have a feeling that that wouldn't, compared to all the other other games, Psychonauts 2 probably would not take it. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. Maybe we'll explore Psychonauts in the future and see who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Next category is best indie game. There's 12 minutes, Death Store, Kina, Bridge of Spirits. I hope I'm saying that name right. Inscription. Oh no, Ryan, this would be so hard for you. And Loop Hero. <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, I've only played Death Store, and I really. Oop! I unplugged my headphones. Hold on. Oh, 
awkward. Okay, here we go. He doesn't want to hear anything else. He set his face and he's gone. <laughs> Only Death Star. Don't tell me otherwise. It's not Inscription as I pull up my headphones. Um, I, I actually, after you told me about Inscription, right, I met other friends. I have friends also that have been playing this too that have been telling me about Inscription and how much they love it and how crazy it is. So I'm, I'm super interested in playing it. I can totally see it winning. I think 12 Minutes is also a game I'm very interested in. I don't have Xbox or Game Pass on the PC right now as I'm too cheap. But I would love to play 12 Minutes. I think it's a game. It sounds like it was a long time in the making. So I think that sounds like a really fun game that could totally win. But for me, Death Door is just that perfect Zelda itch scratching game. So what about you, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, so 12 Minutes I don't know a ton about. Death Door I've heard really good things about from you and others. Um, Bridge of Spirits looks incredible. I cannot believe that it's made by an indie studio because yeah. that game looks so phenomenal yeah. um, it's, but it's not a game that I've played um, Inscription is probably my game of the year so I think I'm going to have to go with Inscription <laughs> spoilers um, and, 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 yeah spoilers oh wait we can cut that out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inscription is a game that I've really loved so I think I'm going to have to give it to Inscription it is such an interesting and different and wild game that I think I think it has to be Loop Hero I've heard good things as well and Eric mm. I'm looking at this list three of these games are, are published by Devolver so yeah. Devolver you're Doing good work out there. There you are. They're, Devolver always like in in you know say what you will about their e three their e three videos <laughs> and how you know but at least they try and that's what I that's what I care about. Do I did I turn it off like halfway through last time because I just wasn't having it? Yeah, <laughs> but being honest, the whole spaceship thing that they were doing was just not not going with me. But I appreciate what they're trying to do. They're doing a good job. So yeah, they're doing great. Um, yeah. I need to try Inscription now. I'm almost like really tempted to buy it. Is it cheap? Please, please do. It's, uh, it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, it's not bad at all. Like, it's, not, it's not super... I think I think it's like 20 bucks mm. on Steam. Um, it's really cool. It's And it's, like I said, it, it is a game that... Um, it just does some weird things. It goes to some weird places in a really cool way. That's um, so cool. Yeah. Gotta play it. I, I, I've play. seen... I've seen... I, I think I know at least one of the mutual friends you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I see... In, in the Steam Achievements, that person has been playing this game a bunch. Yep, so. that's, I'm um, sure it's the same yeah, person, yeah, so. <laughs> which I need to get on, we need yeah. to get on the show. I think he'd be great. Maybe, would Inscription yeah, be a good, a good uh, Tales episode? Um, maybe. It has a lot of weird and wild turns, but there's a way you could do it. Um, yeah. There's a way you could do it. Well, well we could talk more about hmm. it, but there's a way I think you could maybe do it. It's, okay. it's interesting. I'll have to get him play yeah. it. So I would love to. <laughs> I, I just need to take a week off. There's a week. I'm going to take a week off in next April, which is a ways away, mm-hmm. but... I think I'm just going to try to beat as many games as possible <laughs> in my backlog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should do it. All right, next game, or next game, yeah. next category is best mobile game. I only include this because I played one of them. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I'm going to read them anyway. <laughs> I have played one of these okay. games, and I didn't play it on a mobile platform. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> then we're definitely qualified to read this one and give our opinion. Uh, there is Fantasian, which I've never heard of, Genshin Impact, League of Legends Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution and Pokemon Unite. So, uh, for me personally, I picked League of Legends. I just picked it up, uh, and I've been really enjoying it a lot. I'm I'm to the point where I'm contemplating buying skins, which I should never do for any game ever because I once I buy the skin, it's over. I don't play it anymore. So I just need to just (laughs) let that. It's like you know you have that thing like when you are. Like, say, for example, for video games, you know that game is coming out soon, like, you're super pumped for it, and then it comes out, and you play it, and you're like, oh, okay. And that, and like, that excitement is totally just fizzled away. You know what I mean? Because you have that game finally. It's the same with skins for me. If I say a skin, I'm like, oh my god, I, I need to have that skin. It's so cool. And I never buy skins. But when I do, in the off chance buy a skin, 
it just kind of like, oh, now I'm used to this. This isn't as cool as I thought it was. You know, then it like fizzles <laughs> out. But if I keep yeah, that excitement yeah. and that, that that pure joy of I could buy the skin one day, it keeps me engaged more. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got, whatever works for your brain, man. Yeah, Brains are weird. Brains are weird, man. They're so weird. Uh, yeah. Ryan, what game would you would you think? Yeah, I think. And again, I don't know. I, Pokemon Unite, I think, is it for me. But again, I have yeah. played it on Switch. I have not played it on a mobile <laughs> platform. But of these games, it's the it's the only one I've played. Um, so I think for me, it's gonna be. Pokemon Unite. Yeah, I think it's I, for me personally. I think it's probably between League of Legends and Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact continues to be really popular, and, and yeah, I don't ever hear much about it from people, but I just know that it's still a game that everyone loves, and it's getting support still. And so, but yeah. you never know. Pokemon Unite could come through and 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 get it. You never know. So, mm-hmm. a lot of good choices. I still have no idea what Fantasian is. I probably never will. I'm not going to look it up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Unless someone writes in and tells me to, then I will. But writes in and tells. <laughs> Fantasian is the best game ever made in the moment. They will look at it, yeah. <laughs> All the anime waifus or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next category is best action game. Yes. Categories yes, yes, yes. are Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Which ones have you played? I have only played uh, Deathloop. Mm-hmm. I have heard quite a bit about Back for Blood. I have heard quite a bit about Far Cry, and I've heard a bit about um, Returnal. Yeah, but Deathloop is the only of these that I've played. Um, I think Back for Blood is such a cool and interesting. I, Left for Dead is a game series that I love. Yeah, and I I missed the boat on playing Left 4 Dead when it was at its peak. So, like, I played it after the fact with a bunch of folks on Couch Co-op. Mm-hmm. But th- those game experiences were just are just so much fun. Yeah. And I would love to dive back in and have some more of that. Um, let's con- let's convince think... some of our friends to buy it. Let's play it together. Yeah. I- I'm totally down. It's it, it, it's looked like such a fun experience, um, just running through fighting waves and zombies, yelling out things, and, and just being in the weird wild. Except, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a really good time. I'd love that. That'd be cool. Um, Chivalry two, I have not touched, or do I know anything about Chivalry one? <laughs> is just a game that I um, uh, and was what did not was not interested because I knew it would be bad about it. The idea is cool, but it's just not something I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's got to be Deathloop. I'm sure Far Cry six is interesting and fun, but I, I haven't. I, I lost a lot of hype for it when actually I saw more of the game. Me too. Um, yeah. I thought when they, Returnal, I just haven't played. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Sorry. I, no, no, you're fine. I when, I think I know what you're talking about. When they released that trailer that really like kind of demoed or showcased what the game is in-game, it actually kind of turned me off from wanting to play it. Yeah. I was actually kind of interested. Um, but yeah, then I saw... I, I, I don't know. I saw it. And even the Macarena um, vinyl gun that they showed off i wasn't jiving with or cd as a cd launcher i think which is maybe yeah, yeah. made me laugh because like now cds are obsolete and they're the old <laughs> thing now to using games as a weapon um so yeah i don't know something about far cry 6 i just i feel like it's lost its way in a weird way i don't know it's mm. yeah uh, but for me the game i picked was returnal i think returnal thinking back at returnal I regret I've only played Returnal and Deathloop. I didn't play anything else in this category. But <coughs> Returnal was a game that like really pushed me because I knew that sometimes I was underleveled or my guns weren't good enough, but I could still beat this boss if I pushed myself hard enough. And the action was intense and it was like crazy and the set pieces were insane. Like just the just the visuals alone as you're fighting these monsters was gripping because like it was just so different than anything I've really played in a while. So Returnal, I think for me, is, is a, the obvious pick. It's just a lot of fun. It's the reason why I kept going back. You know, the story was bonkers. Yeah. didn't make a whole lot of sense if you, unless you really piece it together. But the action and playing it and getting through the levels is what, what brought me back. So that definitely earns my best action award. 
Uh, right, uh, do you want me to read? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. it. Um, the next is Best Action Adventure. We have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. Eric, what of these games have you played and what are your thoughts? I played Metroid Dread and Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. I really want to play Marvel's Guardians so bad. Um, and then the other two, uh, Psychonauts 2 and Resident Evil Village, I think eventually I will play, um, but just not anytime soon. But for me... Yeah. Personally, I have to give it to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Like, it is just so much fun. It's so bonkers. The the it has action and adventure. So for for me, like Metroid Dread is definitely an action adventure game. But I think of it more of as an adventure game kind of than action. I don't think of it as an action game per se. But Ratchet and Clank has has both action and adventure. You're going on this wild ride to different planets with all these crazy guns, and it's just like, such a great time. I think it just really encapsulates the idea encapsulates the idea of action adventure so definitely ratchet and clank for me what about you yeah i I think i have to agree ratchet and clank moment to moment is so interesting and exciting they have these really cool set pieces really cool weapons um it it just was a really fun experience from from start to finish Mm -hmm. so i think it's pretty easy to be free to give it to ratchet and clank yeah um i haven't played guardians of the galaxy i've played metroid dread but that like like you that game certainly feels like an adventure game but there is certainly more of like a a horror element in some yeah. ways it's like a puzzle in some ways that just isn't the same like wow this is a big amazing um experience in the same way as um i think ratchet and clank is yeah resident evil village i've watched a full playthrough of and it's a really cool experience but i don't think i personally would enjoy it as much as i enjoyed ratchet and clank. yeah yeah i think and i think i, I think you're right though i think because like resident evil village i think has a I, I watched a little bit of it and it's definitely an adventure and there's definitely a lot of action to it so it has definitely a good chance of winning this thing and same with guardians of the galaxy i think that has equal and maybe psychonauts too i don't know a whole lot about psychonauts too quite honestly but i just think that ratchet and clank just does such a i mean it's just literally such a great game like uh, for someone who was not into ratchet and clank before this year i like you know or recently you know i just fell in love with it because of the action adventure part of it like it's just so much fun very very, very good game highly recommend so, uh, next one is best fighting game. Yeah. Ryan, I don't think mm-hmm. you're, you said you don't really play a lot of fighting games. So I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I have to give it to Nintendo All Stars. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Say, no. Say, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's totally legit. It's totally legit. Um, <laughs> no, I have not. Unfortunately, I have not played any of these games. Yeah. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. So do you want me to do the categories, and you can? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank do you. Do the do the do the chatting. Um, best fighting game. We have Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yab. By the Hokami Chronicles. Great job. <laughs> um, Guilty Gear Strive. <laughs> yeah. Melty Blood Type Lumina. Mm. Nickelodeon's All-Stars. Brawl. And Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Which I cannot believe they're still making Virtua Fighters. But they are. I mean, it's a, it is essentially like a re-release of an older Virtual Fighter. Yeah. So I I gave it... I've only ever played Guilty Gear. Um, though I've seen all of these. So I gave it to Guilty Gear just because like, that's one I've played. And that's one I've, I've enjoyed the most. Um for those of you who have played and you haven't gone back really, I, they just released a character named Happy Chaos and he's so much, he's so cool. He's a lot of fun. He's a gunslinging, weirdo, joker type of character and he's a lot of fun. So, um, and, but I do know, I do watch a lot of fighting games on YouTube just cause like, you know, my work can be boring and you need a break. So I watch a lot of these things and, and listen to these things. But, um, Demon Slayer is just not my go-to. It just feels like it's an, it's a best fighting, it's a fighting game, but it is like just not, it doesn't feel legit. It's more like a fun fighting game in terms of like, it's not like a, 
you can't get better at it. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I, I just, it's like a Naruto Strikers kind of game where like you're, it's like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, Melty Blood, I was not into the animation style. It looks kind of meh to me. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl is just crazy to me. It's like the craziest <laughs> out of there thing that they've done in so long. Um, and granted, it looks kind of like, I mean, it looks, it looks fun. It looks like a, it looks like a fun time, but it doesn't look like a game. It doesn't look like a game where I'm going to take it serious. You know, like I'm not going to seriously yeah. commit my time to Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. It's not going to be the next <laughs> Smash Brothers. I really don't, I really don't see that happening. Um, yeah. And then Virtua Fighter, I think Virtua Fighter 5 is a good talk because like it may be a really good fighting game. And I think it is, but when you think of best fighting game, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I have to think of like, um, how it how it does online you know like how you he's like i feel like a part of fighting games is fighting other people and so you know the net code is really important for those games so virtual fighter 5 the big thing that big problem with is that it didn't have rollback net code and rollback net code is this kind of new net code that people use oftentimes in fighting games now that allows you to have better connections with people all across the world you don't have to be closer to, to have a better connection and virtual fighter 5 was lacking that so that really hit it hard in terms of its playability um so yeah, anyway, long story short, Guilty Gear Strive is a great fighting game. I highly recommend it, though I am super pumped for... Um, so the Arc System Works as the developer. They're releasing a game called uh, DNF Fighter, and or DNF Duel. That's what it is, DNF Duel, um, made by Arc System Works and the guys that made Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And it looks like a lot of fun. I'm very excited for it. So probably the next big fighting game that comes out that I want to play. So. Anyway, that's my long for my fighting game rant. <laughs> yeah, no, it was wonderful. I, I love hearing you talk about fighting games because it is oh. just this world that I have no idea. About. <laughs> it, is, it is really wonderful to hear you talk about oh, all these things. So yeah, no, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I will. Uh, I can read off the best debut indie games if that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Uh, I really saw the first one. I thought, crap, I think I mispronounced it the first time. So let's see how I do this time. There's Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Is that right, Kina? I think it's Kina. I have, I, English I have is a no bonkers idea. language, man. It literally is the worst. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. So for me personally, Ryan, I've, I've only played one of these games. I played Valheim, but I didn't really get super into it. So I, I gave it to Valheim just because it's the only one I've yeah. played. So, yeah. Which doesn't mean a whole lot, but... Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are, because I think you've played two of these games, right? I've played two of these, yeah. So I haven't played Bridge of Spirits. I have not played Sable. I don't actually know what Sable is. I don't know what Artful Escape is, but I will probably look at look into these after, because um, I'm sure they're very wonderful games. Yeah. I've played The Forgotten City. Um, me and my partner played Forgotten City, um, and it was a really cool kind of mystery game. Um, visually, it looks kind of like like a, a nicer looking Skyrim almost. Yeah. Um, it actually is based on a Skyrim mod. Um, oh, is it really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there's a mod in Skyrim that this is then they, they, the folks working on this created its own game. Wow. And then Valheim, um, which is a game I have played a ton of um, and and really love. Um, Forgotten City is a really great, interesting game where you're you're trying to figure out and you, in this world. You walk all around it. You there are a lot of puzzles and people to talk to. It has this cool system where it you have to. It, one of my favorite things about this game is when you first. It's a game where you die and you respawn. Mm. When you respawn, there's a person there waiting for you, like to 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 brief you on the world. You could say, "Hey, before you say anything, I need you to go talk to this person." go save this person and go do this. He's like, oh, okay. And then he walks off and does it. So then you don't have to worry about doing those things. And just like a really fun, like it knows what it's trying to do way that it was really, really fun. Yeah. That being said, um, I wanted to make sure I gave Forgotten City some time because I think I have to give it to Valheim mm-hmm. as well. It's a game that me 
and my friend Dave, and I've played with Jesse, and I've played with uh, Dakota, another person I played D&D with, and I've played with you yeah. briefly. It's just a really fun experience. There's something, it is a game that is also incredibly frustrating, but there's something so cool about you build a ship, you sail to this swamp, you know, and across the ocean, and how this game works is you, there's teleporters, but you can't teleport, like, metals like rare metals so you have to physically bring them back so you teleport you go to this tail your ship to this swamp you build a little hut so you can sleep in it and then you spend four hours dying over and over again <laughs> in the swamp gathering iron to put on the ship and you have to sail it back to your house and there are like sea serpents that can attack you there are things that can go wrong and it's such this cool experience this fun like capturing that being a viking experience of taking your loot back home and, and sailing it across the ocean, but there's still this risk of something going wrong. There's so much tension or drama that comes from that. Or, like, sailing the small channels to get back to your base as, like, ogres are throwing trees at you from the from the bank. That just is so <laughs> interesting and fun. And then, like, you can build a little town out of, out of like, stone and metal and stuff, which is very fun. So yeah. I, think, I think I have to give it to Valheim. It is a game that I loved. And it, it, when it came out, it is huge. It actually just yeah. came out with a new update where they added a new biome, oh. um, which I haven't gone back to, the Mistlands. So, um, and they've added more, you know, house decorating stuff, and there's more stuff coming. But it is it is just a really wonderful game. Um, I haven't played um, the other three, but I think i got to to Valheim. I mean, Valheim, I mean, granted, I didn't play very much of it, but geez, when it came out, like, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. Everyone was playing it. Yeah. I mean, Twitch really helped yeah. bring oh, yeah, it into the front of, you know, yeah. the front of everybody's attention. So it was, like, really cool. So, yeah, I think Valheim deserves it, quite honestly. And I, honestly, if not Valheim, I think that, I mean, based on my perception of what these games are, I granted, I don't know what Sable or the Artful Escape is, so I don't know if my opinion really matters a whole lot but i think kina sounds like a great game it is yeah. like you're saying it is yeah. beautiful so the fact that it's an indie it is, game blows I, my mind so yeah it could equally be worthy of this award so yeah yeah well <laughs> best best family game brian i would love <laughs> if you could read this list <laughs> i would love to read this list cool uh best family game first is it's take two which i think is a crime um <laughs> next is mario party superstars new pokemon snap Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury and then WarioWare wait, wait, wait. together. Oh, Bowser's Fury. I thought, I read Wario and then I thought you said Warrior's <laughs> Fury. I was like, no, 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 it's Bowser's. And I'm, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So it takes two, new Super Mario Party, new Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D and Bowser's Fury and WarioWare get it together, which three of these games, four, four of these games are Nintendo games, yeah. um, which is pretty wild. And, um, like, New Pokemon Snap is redoing a Pokemon Snap. Yep. Super Mario 3D is a re-release of a Wii U game with an add-on. WarioWare is just more WarioWare. And then Super Mario Party R Superstars. So it's that's a remake. wild that Nintendo's... Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And then It Takes Two should not be on this list. It's not a family <laughs> game. It's a game for only adults who... Want to have bad relationships yeah. and be bad people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it made their daughters cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so i have played only one of these and it just cannot be it takes two so eric i'd love to <laughs> what your thoughts are on this one that is so funny i think you make a great point right like oh you're pointing out something really impactful is that nintendo knows how to make family games family yeah. games sell right as we live in a world where a lot of people believe that like negative like harmful video games really graphic violent video games often these kids go down a wrong path. And that's a whole other story, whether you believe it or not. And I'm not trying to prove yes or no, because honestly, I don't, I don't think that is true. But um, 
But my point is, though, is that family games sell because parents look at family games and they go, that's great. We can play that together. I'm not going to be lost. I don't have to aim a gun and shoot at something. Like, it's it's fun, right? So I've only played one of these games, though. I've seen a lot of Mario 3D World and I've seen a lot of Party uh, Mario Party Superstars. Um, and I saw a little bit of WarioWare as well. Um, yeah, but for me, I, it has to go to New Pokemon Snap. It's the only game I've played, but it is so much fun. My partner and I played it for so long. And it's and my partner is not someone who played a lot of video games growing up. Some N sixty four, and that was about it. But Pokemon Snap was one of those games that that she played. So, um, I, and I was the same way. I played a lot of N sixty four. I played a lot of Pokemon Snap. So when it came out, we actually had bought the original Pokemon Snap for the N sixty four. Beat that in time for new Pokemon Snap to come out, and it was just such an awesome transition. It's just so much fun. It's relaxing, unless you're trying to do something specifically in the game, which can be insanely frustrating. But you know, it's it's a game that's just so much fun, and it kind of makes you feel here back in that world. I don't know about you, Ryan, but like Pokemon has been such a in, like a huge part of my childhood, and even into adulthood now. Like it just it just persists. Like I want to buy. I haven't played um, Diamond or Pearl yet. I've never played those two, but now I'm like very interested in playing those. The idea of going back into a world of Pokemon it sounds so much fun. And those games are very easy. They're very samey. Say what you will, but man, it's just something beautiful. It's something fun about it. And they, I mean, you know, take away the idea of animals fighting each other and forcing them to fight each other. That's not very <laughs> cool, and that would never fly in the real world. Yeah. Oh, or maybe it would actually. I don't know. But the point is though, is that it's just <laughs> new Pokemon Snap is so just relaxing it's fun and you feel like you're a part of that world and that's what i appreciate the most about it so i know for sure ryan i if pokemon were real i would not be a pokemon trainer i think i would be a photographer quite honestly it'd be a lot of fun just to roll around <laughs> and get photos of pokemon yeah so but yeah um yeah new pokemon staff is fantastic i highly recommend it but and i, I don't worry where i watched a little bit of, a, of it in a gameplay and wasn't super impressed by it it looks like a lot of fun it, but like yeah but yeah nothing it, crazy from what I hear, it's, like, less fun than the old WarioWare games. Like, you're, you're it, forced yeah. to play these games in very specific ways based on the random character you get or the yeah. character you choose yep. in a way that, like, makes it less fun than before when you were just, like, picking a dude's nose. Now you have to, like, pick a dude's nose while you're skateboarding in one direction across the screen in five seconds, which is, like, less 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 enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's more stressful and less fun. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. Um, the next game, I have not played any of these, but I will read, Ryan, because you have played... One or, or I think three potentially. I don't know. I'll, two, definitely two. Is it Sim Strategy? Yes. So the- yeah, I, I've played three, and I've seen a lot of Evil Geniuses, and I've seen quite a bit of Flight Sim. Oh, okay. All right. So best. I'm going to stay out of this one, but Ryan, I would love your 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 perspective on this one. Best Sim slash Strategy Game uh, categories are Age of Empires Four, Evil Genius Two, World Domination. That's funny. Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. So Ryan, I'm curious what your thoughts are, what you would pick. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really good games here, and I've, I've played and seen all of them. Um, that certainly does not make me an expert, but it, <laughs> it's, like Sim Strategy is, is kind of my jam a little bit. <clears throat> um, Age of Empires 4 is a really great game. If you like Age of Empires, it is, the, it is just more Age of Empires. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new about it other than it looks nicer. There's not just any huge mechanical changes. There's not like a bunch of new mechanics. It is just more Age of Empires. And Age of Empires is a fun RTS if you like RTSs. But if you don't, you're just not going to enjoy it. And it's not nearly as fast-paced as like a StarCraft um, or, or, or StarCraft II, more likely, than, than some of these other RTSs out there. But if you enjoyed Age of Empires 2 back in the day like I did, then you will enjoy Age of Empires. There's something satisfying about like... And I have a very particular playstyle, but like building a castle and just surrounding it with archers and letting them send guys at you over and over again 
um, while you like slowly build a castle closer and closer to them. That is like there's just something really fun about that. Um, evil Geniuses yeah. 2 is a really interesting uh, game where you play an evil genius and you build like a secret evil base and um, your base is a front of some kind. So maybe your your base is like, it's you're back effectively a Bond villain and you build oh, like wow. a secret base in some way and you have to manage like having a bank vault and manage having a science lab and managing and having like henchmen training things because you have like, <laughs> henchmen in your base and over time you like take over the world and you have schemes and you like turn people to gold and you have all these like really big really silly ridiculous you're you're just a big bond villain yeah and a really kind of fun it's a game that i haven't played but i've like seen a lot played and i think i would really enjoy it it has that like like same with oxygen not included that like manage me bit yeah. to it that i really love um humankind is very similar to civ it's a very good game i loved it a lot i didn't play it a ton just because time when it came out i was playing other things but humankind if you like that civ type game it is really good i think it is in some ways better than civ a little less accessible than civ yeah but really really good description i've talked about i love this game it's very it. cool <laughs> uh yeah you, you uh, i, I, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> it is it is very creepy and very weird and very fun um and it is a game that i kind of want to play through again because it'll be a different experience hmm. uh, and then flight sim is just like this incredibly wild feat of technology that i just cannot fully wrap my my head around that you could like take off in florida and fly to you know across the ocean yeah or fly however and it would actually take as long as it would take yeah and it would like all be generated from satellites taking pictures it just blows my mind in a way that i cannot fully understand um that is just phenomenal so cool Um, i think i have to give it me personally in description because it is a game that i love so much but i think any of these games depending on what your strategy game of choices if you love rts it's probably age of empires if mm. you love manager games it's probably the geniuses if you love you know what is it called it's not 4x but like grand strategy games mm-hmm. humankind and if you are uh, have the money to get a really cool flight stick and have a computer that can run flight sim and you'd probably really <laughs> like flight sim um, but for me it's, it's got to be inscription for similar reasons so i love games like Oberdin. it's just so different and weird and interesting and cool um that yeah i it's got the inscription for me yeah i think if i had to if i had to guess i really feel like flight simulator might take it just it was so it was I, yeah, so, I think so too. big when yeah. it came out and mm-hmm. i think it's just so impressive yeah. like you were saying it takes pictures and updates and like it's just crazy like it literally people were on twitch were like doing 24-hour streams flying from here to here which is the longest flight in the world <laughs> and they were just doing that yeah. like it was it was so big i feel like that that easily could do it but i feel like age of empires 4 could also do and also do it yeah. too i hear a lot about that as well so yeah, very and um, actually, the uh, the guy who created Inscription tweeted out the other day said, "When I four years ago, six years ago, when I set out to make a game that would beat Flight Simulator: Gem Empires in the Game Awards, <laughs> I finally made it." And then he posted a picture of the Game Awards announcement. So he's like a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a cool dude. Hopefully, he's not very problematic in some way that I don't know about. But uh, yeah, yeah, we released this in the day after you know, day before he was doing all these horrible things. Yeah. All right, well, next is Best Multiplayer Game. The nominees are Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. And again, I played basically none of these, only Valheim, though I have an opinion (laughs) who I think might win. So, Ryan, I think you've played at least two of these games. I'm curious what you think the the winner is. Yeah, so I played It Takes Two, which is a really good multiplayer experience. I, I cannot stress enough that the experience of the multiplayer in that game is very innovative and fun and interesting. And that, like, like for example, one of the powers you have is, like, one person 
um, has a a uh, match gun, and one person has a sap like launcher, and you shoot sap and it sticks to things. The sap, the the match gun is a gun, but also if it hits the sap, it explodes. So you like in combination use that to solve puzzles. Another one was like in one of the ones recent one we did. I was a magnet that was red. She was a magnet that was blue. She could push things that were metal in that were blue. I could pull things that were metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we manipulated the world in that way. One, I could turn it into a plant, and she sheared things and watered things, right? They're these really cool mechanical combinations, but unfortunately you're bogged down by this, just like a bunch of really bad characters and bad story. Um, I tried Monster Hunter Rise, and I did not enjoy it. Um, and Valheim I played a bunch of, which I really enjoyed. So I yeah. think... For me, it will probably go to Valheim, but I don't think it will win Best Multiplayer. I think it will probably go to, my guess, would be New Year World. Yeah, that's what I think, uh, too. Because I've heard so much about New World, um, and maybe it's just like the folks I follow on Twitter and on Twitch are always playing it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard so much about it. But for me, I think it will have to be Valheim. Yeah. I think between the two, it will probably be either New World or Valheim, but I think based on what I've heard about New World, I guess it's pretty popular. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it'll probably be New World. Um, though I've had heard, I have heard good things about Knockout City. I have heard it's a lot of fun. I, yeah, that's true. I yeah, I'm sure that's a fun. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of forgettable, unfortunately for yeah. for them. So yeah, yeah. All right, next one, next category is best art direction. Ryan, would you like to read? Yeah, categories. I would love to. Cool. Uh, best art direction. We have Deathloop, um, Kana, Kana, something, <laughs> Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And the Artful Escape, which I really want to check out this Artful Escape game. I've seen it so many times. Um, but Eric, what are your thoughts on these games? So I've only played Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank, but I, I know of the artwork for all of them. So uh, art oh, okay. is... Yeah. So I, I, you've seen... Oh, actually, not for, I'm just, I just totally lied. I, no, I don't know about Artful Escape. Oh, so I don't know about that one, so I can't include that one. But I have seen Kena, I've seen Psychonauts 2, and I've played Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank. And for me personally, one of these games... I actually brought up the artwork for because I've seen the artwork used similarly in other games, the art style in other games, and I just love it. And the game I'm talking about is Deathloop. The artist, the main artist at Arcane that has done Dishonored, Dishonored 2, um, and even, I believe, Prey, did Deathloop's artwork. And the artwork is just so well done. Like, I highly recommend if you love artwork or art design, like, Deathloop is so good. Um, it's just classic, like, kind of painting uh, for these character designs and these character posters. But then in game, it's kind of this more ca- like cartoony art style um, that, that kind of like displays what's going on in the world in a fun way. So I just think Deathloop has two really good art styles going for it, and I really enjoy it a lot. So I think it definitely has to be Deathloop. Yeah, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, I, I think I have to agree. I think the there's such a cool art design with Deathloop with that like 60s, 70s mm-hmm. style that is so perfectly realized in that experience where every every single thing that you see fits so well into that. And then also is can be experienced in multiple different ways as it progresses throughout that day in such a cool way that I think is, is really incredible. Um, and I, I think I agree. It has to be Deathloop Kana. I cannot believe it's been made by an indie studio because of how beautiful it is. Yeah. Um, but I think Deathloop is, is... And I think Ratchet and Clank looks great, but I don't think it has that same, like, all-encompassing, like, just really good art vibe where everything feels so intentional as, as in Deathloop. Yeah, 100%. And I just like just the design of the world itself and the direction it took in that artistically is, is fantastic. Yeah. Like, if you even yeah. look in the posters in the in-game and how fun and unique they all are and just, like, very, like you said, Ryan, 60s, 70s influence, it's so much fun. It's such a 
yeah, very. They did a great job with the art, art direction in that game. I highly recommend. I think that one takes it for sure. So unless Artful Escape is something that we just never saw coming, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I really amazing. need to go check out this game now yeah. because it's getting so many cool. Yeah. Uh, next, next category is the best score and music, and the nominations are Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Deathloop, Nair, Replicant. Yeah, there's a version. Never mind, I want to read all that. So, yeah, uh, it's a near yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a near thing. Yeah, I'm not reading all that. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a Kingdom Hearts remix, point one two colon, pi. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and The Artful Escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I've only played Deathloop, so it has to be Deathloop. But I, yeah. I would be surprised if... I wouldn't be surprised, I mean, if Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Cyberpunk 2077 also had a really good scores in music. So yeah. those two stand out to me the most. Um, but I'm curious what you think, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, I think for me, I think it has to be Deathloop as well. Again, because it's the only game of these that I've played. But the music in that game is so fits so well mm-hmm. into the setting, kind of like the art design. Yep. The um, as you're moving through the the spaces, the the music changes. The the different times of day. The when you're going into certain buildings, it is just so well de- well designed and so interesting and so catchy. And again, it fits so well with that kind of '60s '70s theme that. It, it it has like a nice jazz funk to it that is yep. is just so perfect for that experience that I that I really love. So yeah, I think it's gotta be definitely. But I like you. I'm sure 2077 has an incredible soundtrack because The Witcher games had incredible yep. soundtracks. And I don't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but if you say it's, it has a good soundtrack, I believe you. Oh, I don't I don't know. But I just, I would assume for some reason yeah. something tells yeah, me yeah. I would assume that it has a, a probably has a good. Uh, score music something yeah just yeah. it feels like it needs to that's the kind of game that ha- like that right it's so that. important to those characters yeah and, and to that yeah yeah uh next is best audio design right you want to take it away for this one yeah i would love to best audio design we have death loop uh forza horizon 5 ratchet and clank resident evil village and returnal mm-hmm. eric what are your what are your thoughts on these i played like i said returnal ratchet and clank death loop and i think the obvious choice for me is death loop because when i think of audio design like like we said it all sounds good it all like the audio design is fantastic in the game but what stands out to me the most is the dialogue between the characters of that game and how julia interact with Cole and you hear the conversation through your PlayStation 5 controller, just the design of that alone. I was excited for that every time I would start a new level or mission or whatever. And I knew they're going to talk to each other that I always look forward to those interactions that are so good and so well done. There's a point in the game, spoiler alert, where you just stop talking because you have nothing else to talk about. And when that ends, those conversations end, I got really sad and I knew that wasn't going to happen anymore. So just that design alone and that, gravitational pull to me wanting to hear more of that conversation and how it's done through the PlayStation 5 controller in such a fun way, like a radio, like a walkie-talkie kind of conversation that you're having. It just made it so fun. So definitely definitely for me. Uh, yeah, I I think I have to agree. The uh, Ratchet and Clank had, had great audio design in that like when you blew stuff up, the sound was really satisfying. When you collect the bolts, the sound was really satisfying. But in no way, in the same way that um, Deathloop, with with both the the storytelling coming from the 
um, controllers, the just the the surround. If you played with a um, headphones, which I did for a brief period of time, it sounds so incredible um, when you're walking through that world and you're hearing things in the distance with the 3D audio that the PlayStation Five has. It, it's it's really phenomenal. So I think I have to give it to Deathloop as well. I haven't yeah. played Forza Horizon, but I'm sure that has some really beautiful sound design just based yeah. on how stunning that game is. Um, and I haven't played Returnal, unfortunately. Um, and Resident Evil, I, I thought was just fine. Yeah, Returnal's audio design is good for sure. It's really good. Um, yeah. But I just I think Deathloop just stands out ahead of it personally. I think yeah. it just does it so well. It's it's very crazy in in, a, in the best way. So yeah, uh, the next category is best performance, which I totally forgot was even a category for these things. But is definitely important. So uh, yeah, the, the nomin- Oh geez, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do this. I think I'm gonna do okay. I was gonna, I thought I was gonna butcher this, but I think I got this. Okay, best performances are category is best performance. The nominations are Erica Mori as Alex Chen in Life is Strange: Two Colors, Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry Six, Jason E. Kelly as Colt Vaughn and uh, Colt Vaughn in Deathloop, Maggie Robertson as Lady Demis. Oh, no, here it goes, Lady. Demirescue? Lady D. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Lady D. In <laughs> Resident Evil like Village. And then there's... Oh, no. Oh, God. Um, Ozima... Aga? Aga? Akaga? Akaga. I'm so sorry. <laughs> As Juliana Blake in Death <laughs> If you're Loop. listening, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh Ryan, what are your thoughts on? As I think I'm thinking. Side note: uh, Now I'm reading out loud. I think Maggie Robertson was the uh, performer in Resident Evil Village that passed away before the game came out. I'm oh, really? pretty sure she was the one that had passed away due to some kind of illness. Um, she played one of the female evil baddies in the game. I think, if I read correctly, I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I could be totally, or maybe not. Maybe she's. Oh no, no, she's the one that plays the giant lady. I'm wrong. Yes, she plays giant. She plays uh, okay. a very large lady. Then no, I am totally wrong. Forget everything I said. I'm sure I'm vaguely correct about something in that game. Someone did pass away in real life, but no. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, for me personally, I've only played again, uh, Deathloop, in both in this category. I haven't played, you know, Life is Strange, Far Cry Six, or Resident Evil Village. I do appreciate lady d and how much people loved her and just took that performance and i guess she really did kill it as a as a yeah as, she did it yeah was a very good performance yeah yeah um it, my my first thought was i would have given it to juan carlo esposito just because i love breaking bad and he did he's an amazing actor and he's really good but ozima akaga 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 um as juliana stands out leagues above everybody else because she's just so good in the game it's so funny it's so real it doesn't feel forced it just feels like just natural and fluent she's talking to colt and it's just great 100 percent. there's no doubt in my mind that she deserves this award for me personally so what about you ryan what do you think yeah i think i have to agree i think the the i don't know who is doing the voice actor direction in Deathloop, but it's it's probably the some of the best voice acting that's yeah. In any game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and I certainly think uh, Julian Blake's voice actor is is phenomenal. Colt was great. Colt's do great. not get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I do not I think I think Colt is great because he has the Juliana to bounce off of. Yeah. I think Juliana on her own would have been is would have been just fine because yeah. I think 
so incredibly well written and so incredibly well done. So certainly I agree there with Juliana. Definitely. Yeah, she's it's just so good. She's so funny. She's just so realistic. And again, like you said, Colt is great too, but I think he needs that Juliana back and forth to be to show his performance, whereas Juliana is just funny on her own. Like she really can just talk to herself and be, be fantastic, I'm sure. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The next category is games for impact. But I don't think we played any of those, so we may skip it. No, I mean I've the only one I know anything about is Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, yeah, which I really wish I would have played these games because this category is about like games that are that are making impacts on like social, yeah, um, and cultural things. But it, unfortunately, I like you. I haven't played these games. I've heard of Chicory and I've heard of Boyfriend Dungeon, um, but I unfortunately haven't seen. And obviously, Life is Strange. Um, but I haven't, I haven't played any of them, which is, is kind of a shame because I think I probably should. Yeah, I think it's a... Um, I would like to go back and play some of these too. I think that'd be really important. I, I've never played them, so I, I really can't say. I, my only guess is Life is Strange because I just know of it. Um, and Boyfriend Dungeon I've yeah, heard a lot of yeah. too. Um, oh, yeah, actually, um, I have seen Before Your Eyes. Oh, 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 I watched a little bit because I actually thought about doing a, um, a bedtime... Oh, not a bedtime story, but a, um, a Tales episode on it. Um, and it's really, it's a really deep game. So actually, I would pick that one. It's a lot of fun. You you basically skip parts of your life every time you blink because you're using a, a camera as you play. Or you can use a camera as you play. So every time you blink in the oh, game, you like fast fun. forward, I think, a little bit in the game, if I remember correctly. Um, it's some kind of trope like that. So, um, but no, it was, really, it was a really interesting game about someone that's kind of moving on to the afterlife. So very, very good. So I would probably pick that one, but that's the only thing I know. So not 100% on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best community support is the next category. The the uh, nominations are Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. So, um, Ryan, what do you, th- what do you? I'll let you go first. What do you think? Yeah, this this one is tough because I think there I have two two choices here. I think I, I obviously you guys know I play a ton of Destiny and really love Destiny. I think Bungie has done a really good job, mm-hmm. especially recently supporting the community and adding more stuff to the game to make it engaging and interesting i still think they have some work to do i haven't played apex um i haven't played final fantasy but i would not be surprised if final fantasy gets this because of how much they've been killing it fortnite i have no feelings about and then no man's sky the only reason i say no man's sky is because that game i don't know if folks are aware but was like maybe the most hated game when it came out like Mm -hmm. absolutely a poll people like were really upset with hello games and they have continued year after year to come out with more and more stuff for that game i've done i've dipped back into it a couple times and it's fun it is not like it doesn't it doesn't grab me in the way that i think i would like it to but it is phenomenal that they have who knows how much money they have put into this game yeah to keep giving stuff to that community i think for me just because i i more i engage with more of it with the destiny crew but i think final fantasy is probably gonna win i think yeah um, but that's that's my best guess. What about you? I mean, my I mean, I've only played Apex Legends recently from all of these ones, so I I would pick Apex Apex because of that. But if I was looking more kind of at the social aspect and the community support aspect of these games, which is what the category is, duh. Um, I almost feel like based on what you just said about No Man's Sky, it should be them. But I feel like they're so not as relevant with as the other games yeah. are that I don't think it's going to win. Um, I also think it's kind of between. Final Fantasy fourteen and Fortnite, just because Fortnite constantly has a gigantic community and they you know, get constantly get True. this new stuff. Like they have Carnage and they have Spider Man and The Rock in it, and like they're constantly listening to feedback <laughs> and taking in what's like popular in the yeah. now and bringing it in. Like they brought Naruto in, like it's so random, all these random things. But they, I mean, 
I would guess it's because they're listening to their their fans what they want. And when their fans are nine year olds, it's kind of easy to hear that you know. <laughs> that was a, a knocking against Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I think you're right though. I think I think Final Fantasy 14 will be the game because it's basically the new. I say new. World of Warcraft is not the new World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's it taken essentially. All. Essentially, it's the it's the yeah. new it's a new one for a lot of players who are upset with Blizzard and and how things have gone there. They've left World of Warcraft for Final Fantasy fourteen, and I think that's really said a whole lot. So, um, I think if I had to guess, it'd be Final Fantasy fourteen, but I think it could also very much be Fortnite as well. Though I think probably No Man's yeah. Sky deserves yeah. it the most. So yeah. yeah. Um. Next category is innovation and accessibility, and the nominations are yeah. Fire. Far Cry 6, Horizon, Horizon, I said Horizon, sorry, Don. Forza, Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Um, for me personally, I've only played Ratchet and Clank. And I remember there's a lot of accessibility options there, so that's going to be what I would pick. But I'm sure they all have great ones. I imagine Forza does too. Uh, you know, just yeah. they've been really good with that in the past. So what are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I think like like you have only played Ratchet and Clank. I think the the accessibility options are great there. I know Ubisoft does a ton. I know I'm sure Microsoft Game Studios does a ton. I'm glad more folks are doing these things. Um, I mean, I think like it, it it's really important, and I think like games like Metroid Dread could benefit from any kind of accessibility yep. options because it has like none, which is really wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like like you have only played Ratchet and Clank. I can only really speak to Ratchet and Clank and their accessibility options. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think they had so many different options. I wish I wrote them down to, to say them all. But I, mean, I just remember looking through them and be like, wow, even I can use this and I don't need it. But it's just fun to have. Right. And it's just, yeah. yeah, so cool that that's just, it's just getting better and better for people who who need that thing. And that and that's and that's good. I'm glad that they, we have those options now. For more people. It just makes sense, even from a marketing standpoint, or not marketing, but even from a financial standpoint, like the more accessibility to your game, the more people that can play it, the more money they can make. So it really, like, everybody yeah. benefits when you invest the time. Like Microsoft's doing, Microsoft's done a whole lot of work on innovation and accessibility in their games, which, you know, is awesome. More power to them. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, and it's sad that Nintendo hasn't really seen the benefit in that yet. I think they're the ones that are the most behind in regard to innovation and accessibility, which is sad because I feel like they could do such a great yeah. job with that. So yeah, um, we, it sounds like, correct if I'm wrong, Ryan, but we're going to skip any and all esports as well as content creator of the year because we just don't do that we know nothing yeah we know nothing about <laughs> these things yeah i i for a brief period like three years ago watched some starcraft uh starcraft 2 esports that's the extent of my esports yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> not relevant yeah yeah I, i'm right there with you i think that that's yeah i mean more power to all the content to all the con- content yeah. creators of the year um, I know none of you, and I probably never will. So I just I'm an, I'm an adult. In my head <laughs> We're but, just um, too old and out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we will skip uh, all of those categories and go right to game of the year. So Ryan, yeah. you want to do the honors of reading the game of the year nominations? Oh, that's very kind. I would love to. <laughs> um, so we have game of the year: Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank, and Resident Evil Village. What a weird wonky group of games yeah it's what a wonky strange. group of games yeah it yeah. feels very strange to have this be our list but yeah that's, that's our list eric what are your thoughts on these games i could beat it already over the head i'm sure you guys already know Deathloop, <laughs> metroid dread and ratchet click are the ones i've played i watched a little bit of resident evil village i haven't seen anything for second house 2 and i've only heard horror stories about it takes two so 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, though, what I loved Ratchet and Clank so much. It is a game that I think was so much fun and so great. But I think it could have done. But I think it was just an experience that overall was just good. You know, like it was really great. It was great. It was really great. I, but I just think personally, you know, and, and same with Metroid Dread. It was, I haven't beaten it, but I've had a great time with it. I love Metroid. I think 2D is the way, or, you know, side scrolling is the way to go for Metroid series. I'm not into Metroid Prime gameplay. And that's fine. And for those who do like it, I, that's great. I'm glad you have that. But for me, Game of the Year is definitely Deathloop. I love Arcane Studios so much. Dishonored is one of my favorite games ever. Um, and Deathloop is just so much fun. It had everything, you know, action, adventure, um, comedy, sadness, you know, like, or, you know, like just, it was just so much. The, the just the, the plethora of different like uh, personalities in the game, the way you can do your missions, the, the weapons in the game, like everything was so thoroughly thought out and you can tell. And it's just, I think I was worried about Deathloop. I, I said this before in the past too, because like Deathloop kept getting, pushed back and I kept getting trailers and everyone's like I thought this game was already out they're really wearing on it like they were making fun of it and like and I it's stupid because like I didn't take it personal but I was like man I, I, I really hope this isn't gonna hurt this game you know with all the trailers coming out and how overdone it seemed but when it came out everybody the majority of people really liked it and I'm really happy to see that so long story short Deathloop is definitely my game of the year I think it just did so good and honestly from all the games I did play this year um, I've been looking through my list again really fast as I'm talking and, and buying some time. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think that Death probably has to be my overall game of the year as well. I think the one closest to it is is New Pokemon Snap, but like I don't think it deserves game of the year compared to, to Death Loop. I just think that overall um, Death Loop is just so much fun, such a great time, wild ride, and I loved it. So, but what about you, Ryan? What do you think? What was your favorite? Uh, out of all these categories, all these, yeah, all these um, nominees, who is your game of the year? I think I have to agree. I think I have to give it to Deathloop. I feel hurt that it takes two is here. It needs to not be here. Um, it, the thing is, is if, if what I love about it takes two is that it unabashedly is a co-op, couch co-op game that I think we need more of. Yeah. Unabashedly a co-op game that does really cool things with the mechanics, but it is like pretty abhorrent, abhorrent in what it, it is trying to communicate as far as like here's how relationships work and here's yeah. how you treat the people you care about and here's how you fix those things and like i said maybe it'll fix it but i do not trust the game to do so and how it's handled it in the past that i cannot believe it is on this game of the year list but i think a lot of people did really enjoy it um uh metroid dread is a fun game i really enjoyed it like you but it, it isn't there for me ratchet and clank i loved that game um, but like you, it was just, it was just really good. I, I played it, I finished it and then I walked away. Yeah. I didn't really think much about it anymore. Whereas Deathloop is a game that I still get an itch to my game of the year from this list is Deathloop. Yeah. It's still a game that I go back to and think about and want to be like, man, I want to go do, I want to go do some more loops of that game. Yeah. Unfortunately, there isn't, that content isn't there for me right now. And I, I hope it will be again someday because I just loved being in that world so much. But yeah, from from this list, I think it's 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 got to be Deathloop. Mm-hmm. What is if you had to pick a personal game of the year, Ryan? Would it still be Deathloop or would it be something else? I think I think <laughs> if if <laughs> which hopefully Eric cut out when I told this <laughs> earlier um, is I think my personal game of the year. And again, maybe this is just recency bias because I just finished this game yesterday. Hmm. Um, is Inscription. Because the reason I love that game so much is both because it's just like a really smart and interesting card game where you get to do all kinds of cool stuff and the mechanics are really cool and interesting and different, but it does some really wild things that are 
just phenomenal and and there are so many layers to it and it's so masterfully done in the same way and, and maybe this is just me as a gamer what i appreciate is in the same way Oberdin was my i think my 2019 or 2020 game of the year mm-hmm. like Oberdin was my game of the year the year like red dead and god of war came out yeah you know what i mean it's just like that really perfect small game that so perfectly captures this experience, it, it just it just brought me in, and, and I loved it so much. And anytime I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it. And even after I finished, I was thinking about it, and I kind of want to go play it again to get that experience now with the information I have now because it'll mean something totally different in a cool way. Oh. Um, that it, it for me, I think it has to be inscription. And again, maybe it's that recency bias because I just finished it. But it, it's between that and Deathloop and what weird and wildly different games. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's. I think I think I have to personally give it to inscription of of what I've enjoyed. I enjoyed from moment to moment more. Um, but again, that could be because I just played that. Who knows? Yeah, but hey, you you like what you like. There's no wrong answer. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And we have our our last category. Uh, yeah. Game awards, and actually probably the most exciting one. I'm very curious what your answer is, Ryan. As there's no wrong answers here. We don't need to have played anything to know. So uh, the last category is most anticipated game. And the nominations are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the untitled sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. So Ryan, do you want to, do you have an answer? It's a hard one. I think I do. Uh, I think I do. I think for me of these, I'm not particularly excited for Elden Ring because I'm just not a from software person. Um, yeah. Those just aren't, aren't, and nor am I a, a huge fan of George R. R. Martin's um, like works. I think he's an incredible author, but he has he has problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we all have we problems. All have problems. But I have problems with his. I have problems with his writing. He's got some problems. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm excited for Forbidden West, but I, like it's gonna be good. I'm gonna it's gonna come out in like a couple months, and that'll be great. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild, I'm excited for, but I think I'm most excited for God of War. Starfield, I'm sure it's gonna be good. Um, but I think God of War for me is is what I'm most excited about of this list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Eric, I cannot fathom how you made this decision. How you how I, you decided this? This so is the hardest really one. Interested to see how you how you <laughs> parse this out. <laughs> this is the hardest one for me. And again, like you, Elden yeah. Ring. I'm just not. I'm not a Souls like guy. I tried with Sekiro and I failed miserably, and I ended up selling my game back to GameStop. <laughs> so I just, you know, one of those people. So I did not. I'm not super jiving with that. I'm glad people are enjoying it. The the demo came yeah. out, or the um, whatever you want to call it, came out recently. Oh, my phone just fell. Um, and uh, people loved it, so I'm happy about that. Or, you know, generally people did. Um, Horizon for Men West. I still haven't beaten Horizon Zero Dawn, so I really don't know. I just didn't get into it, but I'll try again soon. So maybe in preparation for this game. It looks beautiful, though. I'm very excited. For yeah. people who love it, I'm very excited for them. And Ashley Birch is literally fantastic. So she can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Starfield, I I don't know. There's nothing for Starfield yet. We got a CG trailer, and that's it. So I don't really, I don't personally <laughs> see all the anticipation yet. I feel like it could go, it would be super wonky and weird. And granted, I wasn't really into Fallout 4 a whole lot. So I don't really have a whole, yeah. a whole lot of hopes for this game right now. Um, so for me, it's between God of War Ragnarok and the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And like, it's hard because I love both so much. <laughs> so much. Yeah. I think if I had more details about what breath of the wild it's the sequel will be i would be it would be the, the one i picked if i knew that it was 
and there's so many theories right now. It's connected to like Majora's Mask, or it's gonna be a lot darker, or it takes place in the past, or there's so many different things that people are theorizing, and it makes it so exciting. But literally, that last trailer for God of God of War Ragnarok that showed so much stuff. It literally, my hype is so high for that game. I cannot. <laughs> I just cannot. So I think because I've seen more of God of War Ragnarok, I'm just so excited for it. I'm very excited for the sequel to Breath of the Wild and what it could pertain or what it could mean or all the theories with it. But just because I've seen more of God of War Ragnarok, I just, I cannot wait for more. I'm so excited. Yeah. 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 Uh, don't hate me, Zelda lovers. I know I hate myself too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan, we did a good job. I think that you, granted, yeah. it's hard. It's hard when you, we don't have a whole lot of time to play all the games. I would love to right. play all the games on this list. When your job if our job was to play video games, we'd have, oh we'd have better ideas. We'd have much better ideas. Next year, <laughs> maybe next year. You never know. Next year. Yeah. But yeah, we'll yeah. see. But I, the last thing we're going to do uh, is kind of make some predictions as to what could be announced at the Game Awards. There's gonna be, so supposedly like 40 to 50 games that are going to be announced, I think is what I read somewhere. A significant number, something like that. There's a lot of a, yeah. a lot of things being announced. So Ryan and I took some time to make a list of things that we think might happen. Um with the announcements. Ryan, would you actually go first with what your prediction, one of your first, first yeah. prediction is? Uh, my first prediction is info on Fable. Um, mm-hmm. I think Fable is a franchise that people love a whole bunch, and I think Microsoft would be very smart to start getting some hype for some first-party things. Yeah. Um, although I guess, like, Game Pass is their jam, so maybe they don't need to. Um, but I would love some more Fable information. Fable is a game that I played a bit of back in the day, um, and I haven't, haven't gone back but my cousin Tyler, um, who you know, played yeah. a, a bunch of Fable, and I watched him play a bunch of Fable. Um, and those games are really wonderful, and I think it's it, if done well, um, folks deserve some more Fable, because for a lot of people, those games were like pretty foundational to um, their love of Xbox, and I think it'd be a great time to, to bring that back with some Fable. Yeah, I agree. It'd be interesting to see. I didn't like the trailer because that fairy got eaten by the frog and it was kind of disturbing, I thought. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think people, a lot of people are excited for new fables. I think that'd be a fantastic time to do that. Yeah. Uh, my first one is the, I think that the new Bioshock game will be announced officially. Yeah. Um, if you are privy to video game news, then uh, you may not have heard that, or if you're not privy to video game news, you may not have heard that a lot of Bioshock information for the new game has been leaked and we don't know if it's true or not so i won't say anything because i don't want to speculate and get it wrong and look dumb but from what i've read if it is true it sounds very exciting a lot of fun the only downer is that the original games creator ken levine will not be a part of the project but a lot of the people who made the original bioshock and have been a part of the series for a while are involved in this new game supposedly so that's really exciting um Again, I don't want to spoil anything because you want to be like surprised, but it sounds like the setting is super fun and, and kind of unique um, than what we've seen already. And it just takes a, it's just very different, but also sounds very Bioshock. So I'm very excited by the idea of this. I think Bioshock in a new direction might be a lot of fun. I think Ken Levine told his story with Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. And I think he did a great job. But I think maybe giving it in the hands of some new people because Bioshock 2 I never played but everyone really liked it or not everyone but a lot of people liked it a lot so I think this yeah I think it just kind of shows that it could go in a good direction with new hands so I'm very excited for that but Ryan what's your next one what's your next prediction uh, my next prediction would be more Knights of the Old Republic remake details. Um, we got like a little bit of it. Was it an E3? Yeah. We got like a really brief snippet of it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see more of it because Knights of the Old Republic is such a beloved game. 
Um, I think I'd like some more information on it to see, you know, because there wasn't much they said other than we're making this game. I'd love to see some more details, some more information on it. Um, I think that'd be really great. Um, we'll see, because um, I, I, have, I haven't seen anything, but yeah. I think that would be worthwhile. Yeah. I, I played the original KOTOR, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. So I'm actually really excited for the remake, because I think I'd like to see it be redone. Maybe it's more accessible and more yeah. fun to play this time. But yeah. yeah, I think that trailer, the the reveal trailer with Darth, Darth Revan, I think his name is. I think that's the one that yeah. is in that game. Looked really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about what that could entail and how fun that could be. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, my next prediction... I feel like I feel pretty confident on this one. I feel like this could be a great time to do this. I think that God of War will have a release date. I think they'll finally say. I feel like it's coming soon. I feel like it's supposed to be coming the first yeah. quarter of 2022. So I, I think if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, I could be totally wrong. So don't quote me. But I, I do think that we'll get some kind of release date. I think it's the perfect time. A lot of people will be watching, and I think that they could say the release date and get a bunch of hype from it. Possibly even more hype than because they, they could get most anticipated game and then. Reveal the reveal trailer or the announcement trailer for the <laughs> yeah. release date, and it'd be perfect flow. It'd be fantastic. So yeah, I definitely see yeah. that see that happening. So, what's your next one, Ryan? Um, I would love. I don't know how many. I don't know if this was two years ago or one year ago. D three, but they really briefly um, showed like Elder Scrolls Seven. Yeah. Uh, are we on seven? Is six or seven? Or is it six? It might be six. Elder yeah. Scrolls six, and it was just like a field and a dragon, and that's all they showed. Yeah, yeah. I'd really love to maybe get a second trailer to give a little more information on like where this is going to be. Is this just like all of um, all of all of Cyrodiil? Nope, Cyrodiil is a region. Is this all of that region, or is it just specific places within um, the world, like Skyrim was? Um, I would love to get some more information on that, just because it has been a very long time since we've had an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. Um, I think like Skyrim just got its ten year free release on every platform yep. again. It's crazy. Um, so crazy. it's it's been a long time. They could, I think, I think folks are maybe ready for uh, an Elder Scrolls that isn't Skyrim. So I'd love to see some more information on that. I can't believe there's still nothing yet. Like it blows my mind that Skyrim's been around <laughs> so long and there's still not yeah. a sequel to or a number six or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. crazy, 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 crazy. Um, my next one is I think there's been a lot of talk about what NetherRealm Studios, the creators of uh, Mortal Kombat and Injustice, are doing. There's been a lot of talk that they have been planning another game and they'll be announcing it at the Game Awards. Some people think it's Mortal Kombat 12, but I think it's way too soon for that. They literally, like, more recently just finished Mortal just Kombat did. 11. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I was going to say they oh. just came out with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, my... my my internet's a little like bleh right now. Sorry, um, <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, I think I think that NetherRealm's studios will announce their next game. I really truly believe it'll be Injustice Three. I don't think it'll be Mortal Kombat Twelve. I think it's way too soon for that. I'd be really surprised if they announced that already. But I think Injustice Three sounds like it'd be the perfect reveal because it does. Injustice One and Two have done so well. There's no way they're not making a third. I really, I, I truly believe that they're making another one. So I, and I think the Game Awards are a perfect time to to announce those. There probably won't be a whole lot of fighting game announcements. So I think Injustice Three would probably be the one that stands at the most in that category if they announced it. So, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what's your next one? Yeah, Eric, I'm looking at my wrist and list and realizing I've only done RPGs, all RPGs. <laughs> all so apparently, I'm like craving a new RPG. Uh, my next one is uh, you will be wrong. Outer You'll be wrong. Uh, sorry, I'm oh, sorry. It's true. 
Yeah. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you won't be, you won't be, you'll be right about one of these things. If it's all RPGs, yes, then one of these exactly. will be correct. Yeah. <laughs> one of these will be right. Um, Outer Worlds 2, we got a really brief glimpse of that very funny trailer at, was it E3? Is E3, that was over the summer, right? Or was it Yeah, else? I mean, it's like, e, it quotes like E3, but I think it's more like just like the summer showcases or whatever they oh saying. okay that's what yeah. it was right right yeah we got a really brief glimpse in all the end of the trailer all it said is like we'll have some more information when we have some more information yeah i think it would be great to get some more information i think um uh the first game did fairly well and they're kind of taking the mantle because it's the folks who made it from yeah. bethesda in some of that rpg world and the the first other worlds is really incredible i actually really want to go back and play those dlcs i just haven't yet mm-hmm. um and I, i'd like some more information and maybe that would be a, a good place to do it yeah i think it'd be a really good idea to do that especially because like i mean i don't think you'll see starfield anytime soon i don't think you'll see ball yeah. anytime soon so our worlds too and then they that reveal trailer was awesome i remember it being really yeah. funny so i think that they can yeah. say something now and it'd be really it'd be perfect because the game Wars is all about they'd like to include comedy they like to have people engaged and laughing so i think outer worlds too could be a fantastic time to announce that and get people engaged yeah um, on the opposite end of funny and laughing, I think my next prediction uh, will be that Resident Evil 4 Remake will be officially announced. If you haven't heard, the uh, voice actor for the character Wesker uh, has leaked his uh, has leaked that he's making the game and that he leaked some concept art for it. So he broke his uh, D, uh, NDA? Yeah, NDA. Uh, so he could be in a lot of trouble. But I think that Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, could definitely be... Uh, announced this it's a it's a it's probably a lot of people's favorite resident evil game i know like resident Evil 4 is very much beloved by the the people who love that series um and i think it has a lot of hype and a lot of fear as to what it could be because i think a lot of people were enjoyed resident evil 3 remake but it was not as good as resident evil 2 and a lot of problems so i think the anticipation of resident evil 4 and what it could bring um will have people like kind of on the edge of their seats and excited so i think they could be a really good time to announce that at the game awards so yeah all right i think you're on your last one what is, i am what I'm is on it my last one um so it's kind of two but i think i hope we get some more information on either wolverine or spider-man 2 we got similarly we're we're at however many months it's been since e3 and i think it'd be a great time to follow up on some of these trailers that dropped yeah just to continue to let people know hey these things are coming be excited we got a very brief amount of wolverine and i have no idea what that's gonna be about a gameplay trailer would be great or just some more trailer would be great yeah we got a little bit of spider-man 2 and i would love to know more about that as well with um the multiple spider-man 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 spider-man's spider folk I think honestly when you think about it story goes if you listen to our uh, last Spider-Man episode for the Spider-Man and the N64 uh, Venom was also in that game I think Venom really took the show with all his dumb lines and the way his, he acted in that game so really for Spider-Man 2 the one that's coming out now it's really you know the sky's the limit you know you really can't mess up Venom <laughs> at this point because I think he's so messed up in the N64 version uh, that it really can't go bad so I'm very excited to see what they do with Venom in this game um and yeah, I mean, like you said, Ryan Wolverine looks uh, just the, that trailer alone looks so good. I I am hyped for that game. Whether or not it turns out to be good or not, I don't know. But I feel like uh, Insomniac Games, Insomniac Games, right? I think. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Insomniac Games are going to do a great job because they always do. They just they're so good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have two more, so I'll go through them really fast. I feel like yeah, Breath do. of the Wild two, uh, you know, the the sequel to, sequel to Breath of the Wild 
could have a trailer announcement and have more stuff to it. And again, could be the same as God of War. It could be the most anticipated game and it gets its own trailer. I think either one of those two will be the winners and we'll get a trailer from, from that win. I think that's what's going to happen. I really do. Um, and then the last one I have is I think that they could potentially show a trailer for the last of us TV show. I think it's a really great opportunity. I don't know if HBO would really be down for it. I I don't know if HBO would really take this seriously or take the video game awards seriously enough to want to debut that there. But I think it also, you know, Naughty Dog could have a lot of pull and be like, no, we want to push it, you know, do it there. I don't know. Probably not. But um, I think it's a great time because then, you know, you have all video game fans focused on this one night. That's where you announce the show. I think it could do so a really a good amount of um, press for the show before it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you get a good trailer, you can get some good buy-in because I think there's a lot of folks who are like, I really love The Last of Us, but I don't know if I need a TV show showing me the same yeah. thing that I just played in the game. But if you have a really good trailer, you might get some buy-in that you didn't have before. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the opposite situation of, uh, I don't know, let's throw let's throw a random amount out there, Uncharted. Uh, you know, Uncharted. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it could be weird, like Tom Holland being Drake, which makes no sense, or Mark Wahlberg being Sully, which makes no sense. I don't know. Right. I could, uh, a random one. Two action stars. Oh, my God. I still don't. I just total off topic, yeah. but why are we making this movie? No, it, it yeah, it's, it's not gonna. I, I do not think it's gonna be good. I, I, I'm yeah. really, I'm really bummed because I, I don't hate, I don't hate um, one of those characters being in the movie, yeah. but with both of them, it, Sully is not meant to be like the main action hero of Uncharted. Mm-hmm. He is the like funny, wise, smart dude who kind of helps Nate Drake out. Yeah. But I, it just doesn't, I don't think it works for the two of them. But maybe I'll be wrong. I don't think it will be. I think I hate that. Yeah. I, I want to be open minded. I really do. Yeah. I just like when you cast, when you when you cast a movie star that's just really popular for a role that I don't think he fits. Like Tom Holland's yeah. a great actor. Like I don't, I think I've ever seen him in Spider Man, but he's a good actor. <laughs> right. I, I think he, he does, does a good Spider Man. <laughs> he does a good Spider Man. Yeah. I think he does a good job. I just don't see him as Drake. It just literally doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. And, and yeah. Mark Wahlberg, I just can't take seriously. So like the fact that he's no. Sully, I just don't see Sully. I don't see Mark Wahlberg saying it's hot. Oh, so I apologize for this line. This is from Uncharted 2. It's like the best line in the game. Uh, I just don't see Mark <laughs> Wahlberg looking at. Uh, Tom Holland and, and saying it's hotter than a her- hooker in church. You know, I don't think he's going to say that <laughs> right. and really like, maybe he will. He's great in the other guys. Maybe that com- the, the comedy relief, yeah, he can maybe. pull it off. But I just, I don't see it. And I don't see him pull off the mustache either. So right. see what you will. But. And am I, is, is that Chloe who's in there too? Yeah. Is Chloe That's like, Chloe. Chloe is like, yeah, Chloe is the, is Sully's like love interest more or less, right? Which is weird because that's something. definitely not ever a thing. I, it, no. well, see, I don't know if she's, I don't know if she's, Mark Wahlberg's love interest, or if she's Tom Holland's in the movie, like they look, oh okay, maybe I'll, she maybe looks kind of young. Oh, okay, I don't, I don't, it, <laughs> I think I'm I, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Either. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, it's weird because Mark, way, Mark Chloe shouldn't be, be there. Yeah, when Nathan's that young. No, I, I totally agree, and it's the fact like why is Mark Wahlberg running around with these like nineteen year olds that suddenly like somehow know of all of history <laughs> can solve these things that like literally historians would be like I don't know, like I don't know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but whatever it's tom holland everyone loves him like harry styles i don't get it whatever it's not my it's not my thing i don't know i don't know it's not me i don't know (laughs) (laughs) ah this this episode got off the rails at the end but it's okay it's okay it's all right it's fine it's what they're here for it's what they're here for story goers we want to know what you think 
of the nominees and who you think should win the game awards we would love to share those perspectives on our next episode so please don't be afraid to send us your thoughts feelings and perspectives to tales from the cartridge at gmail.com all the e's are threes you can also comment on our posts let us know what you think we'll happily read those on the show and we can also earn a sweet free tales from the cartridge sticker and a little letter saying thanks so much from ryan and i we would really appreciate and we would happily do that for you um, and I promise you that we'll never send you anything else after because I literally can't remember my own address, let alone someone else's. So don't <laughs> please don't be afraid of that. Um, but yeah, hopefully Game Awards is on December 9th at I believe it's nine or no, eight o'clock. I think let me let me look it up okay. really fast. All right, <clears throat> I believe it's probably like two hours long. Um, but let me look up really fast. I'll cut this out. Yeah, 8 p.m. So uh, it is December 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So if you are on... If, oh, no, no. I was thinking of the opposite way. So it, on the West Coast, it is three hours later, so 5 p.m. So that sucks for you if you're getting out of work. Oof. But you're lucky, too, because then you don't have to work next day. <laughs> or you just have too late. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, hopefully it should be good. I mean, Jeff Keighley always does a pretty good job. You know, he seems like he does a really good job. And it sounds like, not to go off on a tangent here, but he's trying his best to navigate the whole Activision Blizzard mess by yeah, having them not participate yeah. um, besides what they're nominated for. So, yeah, that's a whole other yeah. story, though. Um, even though I do, truly believe Bobby Kodak should resign. But whatever. Don't want to just throw that out there. Not, <laughs> yes, I don't know if anyone's really going to care. Should. But yes, yeah, yes, he really should. should. He's trash. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. But hopefully, everyone, you're doing well. Um, and, and Ryan, you want to leave us with anything else? Anything else you want to say before we end the show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, we apologize for the Buckwild November we have. Oh, we yeah. not get Portal out yet. Um, it should be coming out soon, either probably... We're, it's going to break, probably break into two parts, yeah. part one, and we can cut this if we said otherwise. Um, some version of Portal will be out either this week or, or next week, uh, and then the other half of Portal, if we do it in two parts, will be coming out at the end of the month. Or it'll be one giant three-hour Portal experience at the end of the month, one of those, or whatever we decide to do. But yeah. Portal will be out this month, as well as our, our regularly scheduled... Um, well, we'll just, whatever else was was planned, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we've announced. Maybe we shouldn't. Um, maybe we should. Yeah. We'll, out, we'll get some bedtime stories. We'll get a DLC. Maybe we'll get something else. We'll see. We'll see. The the winter and the fall is is a hard time, especially like uh, I work in childcare and it is flu season and it is oh. getting buck wild up here in Maine with COVID again, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So things might just be stressful, but uh, we are so happy that you're listening and we're so happy to be able to bring you content whenever we can um, and hopefully things get more regular as we move into the spring yeah hopefully or we both quit our jobs uh, <laughs> it's getting things. to that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right. yeah. i think i think if we get if we ever you know side note i don't know if i'll keep this in or not but i think if we ever if we get more engagement and we get people talking more i think that would be definitely a sign that we can we can go off and yeah. do something cool with this but uh, i think once we get our group back to it's been a little hard because our our normal lives and getting this out like you're saying ryan i have to give us a excuse for why it's been difficult but at the same time we are trying our best so um hopefully you guys understand but yeah but anyway hope you're doing well stay safe stay uh don't get sick please you know be safe with all that stuff don't be afraid to wear a mask uh if you support that or feel like you know don't feel like an outsider doing it you know whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe do it so and um hopefully you guys are doing well and we will see you in the next episode Bye. bye